Thanks for joining us for the Small Talk Big Ideas podcast, a podcast to enrich your soul, where we have conversations with inspiring people about all things property, business, and life. And now, the host of Small Talk Big Ideas, Ian Ugarte. So, welcome to Small Talk Big Ideas podcast. Today, our episode is with my parents, Rosalia and Juliano Ugarte, that came out to this country in 1971 and made a family out here. Now, this is a very emotional at times podcast and a few laughs in there as well. Remember to follow us on all the social media channels, subscribe to this uh, podcast, and you can get more information at inugarde.com.au. Enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. Um, hi. Hi. Hola. Hola. <laughs> My mum just asked what a podcast was. How do I explain a podcast? A podcast is people having a conversation, talking about stuff. And, and, and other and, people listen to it. And what happens after that? I don't know. We make millions because we're famous. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> so, on all the honesty, what, what is it's that uh, you publicize that? Yeah. Any, so, so, people, yeah, we just put it up on our channels. So, and we push it out to the people that are on our database so people that have understand what we do and they just listen so normally we have property people on that um you know speak about their property and we can speak about property talk about this one um okay. soon um but we also like to talk about people and where they've come from now as i'm getting older i have a bigger realization that i really actually don't know a lot about you or anything that I do know might be stories in my head that I made up um, or I've grown from. So let's start from the beginning. You're born in Spain. Yep. Both of you. Yeah. Um, you, mum, your, your family, you've got how many brothers and sisters? Two sisters and one brother. And one brother. And you grew up in a, what? what's the town called? Torre la Vega? Torre la Vega. Which is in the north of Spain? In the north of Spain. Um, you grew up in a, did you always live in a unit? Um, in the beginning, no. When I was young, until 10 or 12, it was a house. It was just a house. And in then Barreda. In, oh yeah. Um, which is halfway to where dad was born. Yeah. So, Dad, you're born in Suantes? No, no, in Torre la Vega. Oh, you're born in Torre la Vega? Yeah. And when did you go to Suantes? Um, I was probably nine. Nine. Mm. That's only about 20 minutes away, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I ten kilometers. Yeah. On the beach, um, at right. Suantes. Right. Yeah. And that would have been, was that like a coastal town when you moved there and hardly anyone lived there? That. Uh, it was mostly um, a holiday place, place. Yes. Um, but it's all summer because our weather is, is fairly cold and, and nasty, um, very green, very beautiful, but yeah, we used to live off uh, basically fishermen and, or fish and, and uh, tourism, uh, mostly of central Spain, Madrid, yeah. it was very popular. Because 
being such a small town, it was very cheap and very comfy. Yep. So, um, so you basically, from the age of nine, grew up on the beach and not around the rocks and around the ocean and learning fishing and doing stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had, to, I had to add, sorry, that uh, my, my, the reason we moved to that town is because my parent, my parents bought a, uh, a hotel, a hotel, a hotel. Uh, right on the beach. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. 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 Las Olas, they which, uh, La Solas, which uh, incidentally, an immigrant from Australia, a Spanish immigrant from Australia, came back and bought it and called it the Sydney. And called it the Sydney. So, yeah. so, so your parents bought the hotel, ran it. And then sold it to a Spaniard who'd moved to Australia no. and then no. moved back. No, that was a second. No. Oh, it was after that, right. And so then they call it the Sydney. Yeah. Is it still there? It's still there. It's not called the Sydney anymore, unfortunately, because this man uh, passed away and uh, they sold the, the property. But the hotel is still there. Yeah. I don't know what the name is these days. Right. It's right in the port. Yeah. Where, where yeah where the where it comes out because yeah. there's some surf beaches there too oh yeah, yeah. yeah. there's surf. um playa de los locos is probably the oh, best right. surf beach Ooh, yeah. and yeah, so way. um translated players de locos means um place for the, the crazy beach. beach yeah beach for crazy people That's mm. correct. um because it's too brave because it's too brave yeah. oh see there's a story in my head my story in the head was that it was actually the castle up the top was like a, a castle but they had people with men mental problems and that they used to tie them down on the beach no. that was a legend <laughs> <laughs> and not <laughs> no. there you go all right um mum you were good at school yeah yeah dad were you good at school uh within reason yeah um education is limited but uh, mostly private private school yeah I did primary school at Swansea's and then private school after that. Um, so private school means like a... Like I didn't a, go to college, I just got private tuition. tuition. So you had your own person teaching you. Correct. So am I right to say, if I remember this correctly, that um, you did the private tutor say to your parents, um, probably not spending your money well? Is that so the no, story in my head? That was me. That was Ros you. Rosalia. Yeah, he said, don't spend nothing in your, and my sister, any. Spend all the money in Rosie. Ah, so. <laughs> because I was the clever one, apparently. Oh, okay, right. Apparently. Spend the money there. Um, can I talk, Dad, about the ocean? And, you know, the one thing that I remember was we went over when I was 12 and watching you you know craft these rods together with fishing lines and you know the night before and then we'd go down the beach and you'd end up with catching all of these crabs and bits and pieces and going out and um getting perthebus so which is like a barnacle that sits under rocks and um what's the small fish that you net um at, we went out at night time angulas which is it's a white bait yes yeah white, white bait yeah. um yeah delicacy yeah, uh, there's a story from your mother um, that always said that if um, if you came home um, without any cuts, bruises, or injuries, that it was a day for celebration. Is that <laughs> pretty normal? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. You came. You you had you've got a lot of brothers and sisters. Correct. I got uh, two other light brothers and three sisters. Uh, 
two alive, one in Australia, one in still in Spain, youngest one. And my oldest sister, which passed away as well. So yeah, there's only three of us left. So you were the second youngest? Uh, second youngest. Yeah. Um, I want to know the real story because I've told this story a number of times and I'm not sure if it's right about the bullpaw, the octopus. It's pretty true. Uh, I mean, I was such a petite guy. I still, still a petite guy. Very petite. Yeah, very petite. <laughs> but um, we used to get the octopus with, um, the, the octopus get attracted by colors and, and movement. So we used to get corn leaves, dry corn leaves, jello, yeah, tied to a stick and just put that in the, in the caves and water and, and under the rocks and things like that. And the, the octopus will come to it and try to grab it. And it was a very skillful uh, thing to do, not, not because I do it, everybody was doing it in there. But yeah, um, but you just uh, attract the octopus. Once you can see it, you grab his head and pulling out and turn the head outside out. So this is something that most people don't know. Why do you turn the head inside out? It's to get the power out of the octopus. So as soon because as you once once you take obviously you know, imagine that I tie your head and twist it around, <laughs> you will lose all the nerve system, don't you? I've never yeah. thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what happens. So, in this particular instance, uh, this octopus was pretty large. Uh, so you knew it was large when you saw it? I, I, I knew it was large. And how old were you? Um, probably uh, nine and a half, ten. Because, ten. Uh, yep. uh, the skill was passed to me by my father, of course. Yep. And, um, and uh, yeah, uh, I was on my own, of course. Uh, kneeled down to, to get this, this octopus off the of the guy where he was and and you know, I was too big. So I grabbed him, he grabbed me back and pulled me down. So he pulled into you it. into he the water? down into the pot, yeah. So, um, so it was a, like a rock pool? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And the only thing he said is that the, the, the rock pool had a lot of small rock and small salts and things like that and the octopus didn't have anything meant to grab so I, I managed to get out. I didn't let it go. So did it pull you underwater? It pulled me underwater. Yeah. And so it did you down into the cave, so Did I you struggle? Put, uh, a little bit, of course. <laughs> how, how long do you think? No, no, no long not enough. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't be there forever. That you, you, either you let it go or he lets you go. Right. You know, one of the two. And so I wasn't going to let him go. It was pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. When, um, when I'm pulling out and finally got him, he was taller than me. I was holding up here. Yeah, and its and tentacles it were still on the ground. Yeah, and I have suction these mark. suctions all over my arms for months, really. For months. Months. Yes, it was <laughs> pretty severe. <laughs> so it was. It was. Yeah. So it could have, if it did have something stable to hold on. I would. It, I, I would have not come out. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been born. Well, pretty much. But <laughs> the bottom line is, perhaps he would have let me go. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, oh, you're just in a negotiation while you're underwater. Yeah. Can, did you let me go, please? <laughs> um, okay, now again, so next next point of history for me is that uh, you were managing a bar in Torla Vega? Well, once my father um, 
which is a long story. I don't want to go into yeah. that. But basically, he got he got down by his best friend, the person he bought the hotel from. Right. And he finished up with uh, probably you know, nothing anyway. Um, well, so, so I don't know. I don't know that story either. So your so my grandfather, your father, yeah. basically got done over in a business deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and lost all their wealth. So, yeah. so you, you went from a very wealthy family to um, a family that then w- wasn't. Yeah. You're, talking, you're talking a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of money at the time. Yeah. Because mm. originally my father had a, uh, he was a butcher, okay? Yeah. So he changed from, from butcher to, to a hotel. restaurant. Mm. And then he, he had different butcher shops in different towns of, of uh, Rebecca and Serrans. And uh, my brother and my sister will uh, manage one of the two shops that were left, and and then he he went into the hotel, and um, it that lasted until uh, four years. Till I was thirteen, uh, with the little money they got left over, they bought this small, uh, call it a, a bar tavern. Yeah. In Barreda. So, so it's an interesting thing because um, when it comes to Spain, what amazed me when I went over there, and particularly the second time I went over when I was 19, is that almost every second shop front is a bar mm, of something much. that mm. does tapas and drink. Yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, how do these places survive? Yeah. Well, they all have their own clientele and they... Uh, they used to finish work and, and go and, and Torre La Vega is a very industrial town and it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's wealthy. Yeah. The, the town is wealthy because it's got all the industry. Plus, well, the industry is wealthy, plus, but they've got all the, the farming, all yeah. the workers in the farms. Yeah. So most of the, most of the people in there will, will, own, will work in the factory during the day and then they got their farm with a few cows, a few birds, right. a few okay. uh, um, veggies and so forth. So it was a very... It is still a very um, rich town. Yeah. yeah, and so you're, um, so they buy this bar, and you're working in the bar. I work on the bar. Um, the, um, I had to work on the bar because my father was very ill, and then he passed away. Uh, so he, uh, so how old were you when he passed away? He was. I was thirty. We. It was a few months only. Was, was quick, was it? Yeah, very quick. Finding, finding myself in bed with. A biscuit on his hand and half on his mouth, and uh-huh. that was it. He went sweet, sweet, uh, sweet gone, uh, but only 58. You know? And so, so was it cancer or was it heart attack? No, it was yeah, a heart, heart attack. attack. But he had a, a lot of problems with the with the lungs. With the lungs, and uh, he um, he sort of was a very heavy smoker, uh, and yeah, probably you blame me for it, but. I think it's him. him. Okay, the <laughs> genetics. How do you, how do you, so 13, you find your father um, passed away. Yeah. Did that affect you? Uh, a lot, a lot. I still, I still remember it today, Brian, as we speak, I still uh, sitting there on, on, lying on his back, he's halfway standing up and his biscuit on his hand and the other one on his mouth and yeah, it's just, yeah, I see, I see it now. Um, yeah. 
So you're managing the bar now? Um, uh, not managing the but bar. But having to work in there. my mother uh, in the bar. And uh, yeah, and doing a little bit of private uh, school after, you know, every day, a couple of hours. That's, <laughs> um, my mother managed to, to uh, because obviously that, that, that she had to pay for that. So I managed to, um, she managed to, yeah, you know, by a couple of hours of private tuition. Tuition, yeah. So, um, when did you meet? Um, we met through, well, through mutual friends. Uh, and it's, we used to, Sundays we used to go to uh, Romerias. To, yeah. What's that? Uh, Romerias is, Romerias is, a, is every, every tongue in Spain, big and small. Uh, they got a sign. They to got celebrate. a sign to celebrate. Oh, so, yeah. right. And they might uh, they, they they get a uh, uh, musicians and they get uh, uh, the, a, uh, and that happens once a year though. Once a year. In so every it's time, it's like it's, a saint day. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But, but every it, it's because it's oh, such, so you travel from town to town yeah, yeah, yeah. to all the saint days. Yes. Yeah, right. Um, every Sunday was. There was one somewhere. It's dance in the middle of the party. The music is in top of the. Um, a carro, so, un carro de las vacas o algo así. So, like a, so there's music, musicians sitting on top of a cart, like, yeah. uh, and they're, and and they're going around the playing. Right, okay. And so everyone in the street's dancing and having fun. Yeah, everyone. Right. So it's a festival. Yes, exactly. But very small. Yeah. Only, and all the people from different towns will, will go there. And, and then the following week is another time. And, and it's almost every week of the year is yeah. something going, yeah? Yeah, so it's, I suppose it's like in Australia, they call them field days where they have them in different different country towns and they go around. Sorry. So, but when you first met, how old were you both? Um, I was probably 14, turning 15. Yeah, yeah and I was 13 or 15. And he was in a group, we were in a group of boys and girls, eight boys and eight girls. Mm -hmm. And your, your father was... Like the, 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 the girlfriend of Carmina, yeah. my friend. So you went out with one of mum's friends to start with. Correct. Mm. And, and then uh, well, Carmina got interested in some other boy from, from the, the group. group. Yeah. And I got interested with, well, actually your mother boy sucked me into it. But anyway. oh, <laughs> How did that work? How did she suck <laughs> you into it? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I suppose mutual agreement. I don't, don't believe that. <laughs> All right. So, um, now I had to fight hard for that. Okay. Because yeah. he had a, a, a lot of, some... I had a lot of competition, but anyway. Because yeah. mum's a very beautiful woman. Um, she was. I, time, I, she, still is. she still is. Um, so my <laughs> 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 wrong side of the bed. Um, I do remember, um, when I'm, I was, 19 or 20 one of the guys i played soccer with came to me and goes man your mother and i said what about my mum and she goes she's hot and i went he's up that's my mum you're talking about um okay so there is a story about you working in the bar and a guy who had a bike and you wanted to go and visit mum 
So um, I always normally find excuses to uh, to pop out of the bar uh, with all the of, of course with all the controversy of my mother and you going again and blah 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 you know just find an excuse to yeah to to go to Torlavega and visit my girlfriend yeah so this particular man was so kind to lend me his bike to go and visit. Always had uh, one of those races. Yeah. So, so let, let's just get this story clear. So you're working in the bar. Yeah. You've got one of the locals that's always there, one of the one of the regulars that always turns up on the way home from work. Yeah. And um, you don't really know who he is. He's just a regular. No, yeah, sure. But he's got a bike and you've got a girlfriend and he's happy to lend you the bike to go and visit your girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Because... I wasn't to uh, officially. I wasn't going to visit my girlfriend. You were doing something else. I was going else. to get something from Torlavega that we need for the bar. That's and, what you told someone. Supply yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yes. All right. So you've taken the bike. Taken the bike. Gone. Yeah, just gone on for a you know few months and so. And one one particular day. Yeah. We we were. <laughs> he left the bicycle in um, in one place. And one, one, one day we were in the door of my house in Torrelavega, my, my grandparents' yep. house. And uh, I said, oh, my father, my father. I said, no, that's my friend that lent me the, uh, the bicycle. <laughs> well, he closed the door and he let me out. <laughs> he couldn't, I, I was in so, the street. So just, so, to, just so that everyone understands this, you're borrowing this bike to go to Total Vega to do bullshit, you're actually going to see your girlfriend from this guy that you hardly know. And the bike's out the front of the house. Mum says, that's my dad's bike. And you didn't know it was your I future father-in-law's. Uh, your mother used to describe her, her father as a nasty, you know, very street uh, guy. Person, yeah? And, um, and I, I, you know, when she said to me, that's my father's uh, bag, and I said, "No, that can't be your father. Your father is not not a bad person. It's not. It's not an angry person. It's not. It's good. It's fine." He let me the bag to come and visit you every day. <laughs> so and, did uh, he? Did he ever know? Of course he did. As soon as as soon as we we met. Yeah. And, and so he knew that you were the boyfriend. No. Oh right. No. Right. He closed the door and he left me in the street. Yeah. He don't let me oh. out because he saw me with julian with me. Oh, i get it right yeah. okay so you're now 17 18 years old you get married yeah with uh, the threat of uh, rossi's father is if you get pregnant well, you know well, you you will not be part of my family anymore and so forth yeah. so get pregnant out of wedlock yeah but you wouldn't have had sex before marriage no of course not. well no, yeah we, uh, we kiss a year we kiss we're keeping our kiss 
a year going out. So after one year of going out was your first kiss? Yeah, I got a, 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 a little kiss. Uh, <laughs> no big one. <laughs> um, um, okay. Yeah, let, let, me, let me say that... Uh, uh, on those days in Spain, the culture was very, very, Different. very yeah. close-minded and very, you know, uh, very, very antique uh, yeah. or remote or what we you call it. Uh, There's some cultures that arrange marriages yeah. was that yeah. wasn't really done no, there. No. You, you know, you'd find you'd find a partner and yeah. then yeah. would you go and ask permission? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Ask permission, ask, ask, uh, ask uh, for obviously for marriage but the biggest issue was that if a woman will if a woman will go um uh, will get pregnant before marriage she will be disgraced forever uh, right she, so the family will disown you she will be you know baby and you, so, can, uh, you uh, couldn't find another yeah, another, no, no way. Uh, another yeah. fellow to she marry. will not have a life anymore she will mm. be just a, discarded a, yeah okay so you, you decide to get married mm. because that's really what your father wanted, Mum. Mm -hmm. No, not really. No, but we wanted ourselves, uh, yeah. and you know, uh, your with, father with... wants to get married, and I said, I, I don't, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to do anything. Really? Mm. Yeah. No. You didn't know how to cook. No. Um, yes and no. But oh. not, not to the level that you thought that you. No. Yeah. Not to get married because to no. get married, and also all the. Uh, bits and pieces that you put together before you get married, especially the the, the girls in Spain. They, they, at the time, they will have to have all the uh, bits and pieces, bed lining. Uh, oh, uh, so the, the, the glory box. The glory, glory boxes, box. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have everything. So. Okay. So was it a big wedding? Ah uh, no, about sixty people. Sixty. Mm. That's still pretty big. Mm. It's big, but our family was huge too. Right. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And who oh. paid? Who paid? My parents paid yeah. for the things. Your grandmother went to choose the menu. Martina, choose the menu, but we paid. But so, my, my so, father. Paid. So she chose a very expensive menu. Is that what you're saying? No, really, no. no. Um. So. All right. Um. You get married. My brother. Julian, so you're Julian, sorry, I haven't even introduced you. <laughs> yeah. Julian or Julian, and is Julian your actual name? Uh, yes. Yes. Julian, yeah. yes, and Rosalia. Um, but your nickname was Cote. Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, um, my godfather. Uh, my godfather. Um, I was uh, from South Spain. South Spain, they got a little bit of dialect or accent. Uh, An accent, yep. Different yeah. accent. He, do, he will not be able to pronounce Julian or Jose because I was Jose Julian officially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he will pronounce uh, that with uh, C. So it sounded like Cote. Right. Yeah? Instead of Jose Cote. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it uh, now. Incidentally, the bar was called Bar Cote at, uh, oh, at right. Spain. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, so um, my brother, Julian, Julian, mm. was born soon after, a year later. Nine months yeah, later. Nine, nine months later. Ten months. Ten months. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold up, Dad. Yeah. Um, well, no, we, funny we, enough. <laughs> yeah, we, we were not going to have children 
for two years. At least. Yeah. At least two years. Air, and... But it wasn't the pill or anything in there. So <laughs> no pill back then. No, um, so where where were you living? Uh, in Torrevega, in, uh, in, um, in, in the bar. Oh, you were living in the bar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, in the bar for a while, and then we moved uh, when things uh, got bad with, uh, with your abuela, with your grandmother, and we couldn't, we couldn't go on anymore yep. because uh, couldn't pay it wasn't bills. working. Then we moved to Torre Vega and then I got a job and start traveling around Spain. What was the job that you did? Because you we we uh, we start. I, I went with a company. I had a lot of knowledge about uh, uh, ships and and machines and things like that. So you're like a boiler maker. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, did a, a pre apprenticeship and all that, and then I moved into. We used to was a company that used to build uh, refrigeration ships to transport food and veggies uh, and so forth over from one country to another. And I used to do all the uh, machine rooms, uh, plumbing, insulation and so Wel forth. Welding as well. Welding, yeah, putting it all together. So you're traveling around Spain doing all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, your brother, my uncle Valentin, moved to Australia and married an Australian girl and yeah. then your sister my auntie Mari then followed mm -hmm. um, and then her boyfriend followed mm -hmm. to Australia mm -hmm. um, so Valentin arrived in the 60s Before yes uh, uh, no 58 58, 58. Um, Ani Mari 63 61 61 and then you came out 71, 71. so um, so my brother is Seven years old. He was seven. 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 You came out first, Dad, before yes, Mum yes. did. Yes. yes, I didn't want to wait for immigration to to um, for the immigration plan. So my brother, I asked my brother to send me the money for or send me the ticket. Right. So you, so you could, you came into Australia uh, as a tourist. As a tourist. Yeah. No, I come officially, officially. as an immigrant. Yeah. Reclined by my brother because at the so time he sponsored you, he sponsored yes, you. that's that's yep. correct. That at the time, you, any family member of of any migrant in Australia will will have the right to to come, come in, right? A subject to a, a yep. medical residential and yeah. medical sense. Yeah. So mum waited back then and um, no, nine months, I think. Nine. Mm. How was that being a part for you, mum? Seven. Oh, hard. Very hard. Very hard. Very hard. Why? Uh, because well, yeah. we're missing each other, yeah. Mm. And I used to go to Santander Capital to get the um, the go ahead from immigration, Australian immigration. And every time he said, "Oh, it's not, it's not this month. It's, it's gonna be next month." And all the way from Santander to Torre La Vega in the train, I was crying <laughs> on the way back. Yeah. Okay, so when you arrived for the seven months, you started working, um, doing what, Dad? Well, my brother owned the, the Don Quixote restaurant in the city. The, the famous, famous the restaurant. Famous the Don Quixote in yeah. Sydney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he also had the um, 
the catering of the CYC, the Crossing Yacht Club of Australia. So the Cruising Yacht Club, he had the catering contract. Yes, yeah. he was running the restaurant, the kitchen and the restaurant and so forth. So I mostly, I start there. Obviously, the only thing without speaking the language or doing anything, I started just as a kitchen aid, a kitchen so man. A kitchen hand, yeah. Kitchen hand, washing pies and you know, uh, then, and then my brother-in-law uh, Manuel had, uh, was a foreman at the uh, uh, General uh, no, Morris. Uh, no, Morris. Uh, Morris. Morris. No, I was a British Leyland. Leyland. British yep. Leyland yep, yep. Uh, at uh, Settlement there. Um, he got me a, a job as a welder. Um, uh, <laughs> I was earning $63 a week. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. $63, $63 a week. Like, it's just not a, it's for that five it, days' work. That's what it costs for three of us to go to dinner nowadays. Yeah. Two of you to go to dinner. Con considering that if, if you make a phone call to Spain at that time, it will be $10 per minute. Wow. Um, it was, it was pretty So, silly. how often were you? talking on we the phone couldn't, we couldn't no, do we, it uh, we once a year perhaps aerograms yeah, right. yeah. Uh, so yeah we communicated more by, through telegram by mile, yeah okay um all right so you're working um you got approved eventually mum hmm? you got approved yes yeah and we fly um, so did you cry on the train on the way back no <laughs> cry with happiness yeah um we we, we arrived in madrid I saw Qantas and I knew that was Australian plane. And um, yeah. Why are you emotional? Yeah. Anyway, so. So are you emotional because you were closer to seeing dad again? Yeah. Or was that because you were leaving Spain? Yeah, I'm missing Spain in the beginning. It's a big decision. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. So, what are you? Twenty six now, roughly. Twenty five. Twenty five years yeah. old to leave to leave all your family, mm. and you're heart. You're actually halfway around the world. Like it's the furthest yeah. point you could possibly go to, mm. and you're, you're leaving your whole life. You're coming to a place with a new language. Um, and you were at those days coming to a place where the new language that you, you know, immigrants oh. nowadays are um, a little bit more accepted, but not back then. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It was, it was pretty, pretty nasty. Pretty I nasty remember life. I had a few lessons in, in Torla Vega, but I couldn't not even ask for a glass of water yeah. in English. And I remember it was your cousin Michael Bertai, and I went to um, a shop to buy um, one of those, um, what are they call? Prismatic uh, Binoculars. Binoculars. Yeah. And they're very similar in Spain, in Spanish, than English. And that fellow, he couldn't understand. I beg your pardon, and I beg your pardon. That was in your street. I, wa I went out and I cried because he couldn't, couldn't understand. understand you. Yeah. I, I, I have a story about this, and I don't know if you know this story, um, but your, when your mother and father came out to... I don't know. I don't, how long were they here for? Uh, 
probably three months. Right. Mm. And that long? Yeah. I I remember um I remember going down the shop down the corner shop at Universal Street George Street there um Universal Maloney Street and um going in there and watching your mother ask even though that I was there ask for bananas and I remember how difficult it was for her and it and I was only young I might have only been seven or something yeah mm. I remember thinking to myself oh, I can't imagine at the age of seven I can't imagine how it would have been for you mm. to come out to a place and then added to that story was and I don't know if you remember this you were the president of the Spanish club and I went into the Spanish embassy to get my Spanish passport and my Spanish isn't that great. I can hold a conversation, but you know, not well. Yeah. And my reading and writing's not good. And she asked me to fill out a form and I couldn't understand the form because it wasn't in English, it was in Spanish. And I went and asked her a question. This is the, this is the Spanish embassy in Sydney, in Australia. And she, and the, and the place was packed. Um, and she, and I think you were with me, Christine. She singled me out in front of this place and made me feel so stupid because I couldn't understand Spanish. And again, that was another place where I went, I can't imagine how hard it would have been for you. Like, mm -hmm. were there places, especially you, Dad, I mean, we're both fiery, were there times where you just wanted to belt someone? Mm. Very, very, very much, very much so. But the racism was so severe in those days. However, uh, look, uh, overall, I understand that even even today we we have we have uh, different issues with different nationalities. Yeah. Um, even when it's, it's so so wrong, but at the time I do understand uh, these people in, in all the the people in Australia because uh, to them we were coming to take away their country. I, I do understand that. Uh, and you know look it was hard they did take it off someone else to start with yeah well, um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um okay so you're, you're back out here you're now together again um my brother julian doesn't speak any english but he goes straight into school he picks up pretty quick um mm. he's with his cousins um, yeah. who were all born here yeah all of them were born here yeah mm. so he's the only guy that was born overseas nearly, nearly converted in spanish they your cousins <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you start renting a house, obviously. Renting a unit in, uh, in Houston. Yeah. And then... In Maroubra. And in Maroubra. And then I, I remember see. living at Bondi as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah we we uh, live in a house in Osati Road uh, from uh, Spanish guys that went overseas for a year to try out and go back. Going back. Yeah. So the Spanish community was quite strong in Sydney. At the time, mm. it yeah. was, although it's never been huge uh, amount. Huge amount. Yeah. But yeah, at the time we were, you know, on that age where we all have young right. families who started. Uh, and yeah, and I remember going to Bronte Beach. Like Bronte yeah. Beach got taken over um, us, every yeah. weekend by Spaniards. Um, Spaniard, yeah. So I do want to take you back to one situation, which. Um, uh, Um, where I got burnt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was nasty. That was very very nasty. And um, and you were so young. 
but not never crawl before never crawl, in, never in, in, in your ground. life. And that yeah. time, yeah. I and I haven't moved. I only did that to put the uh, the fry pan in the um, in the, on the on the grass. So we were we were camping, camping, and camping. you were cooking, and oh I was God, cooking, yeah. and I put in between the tank inside the the gas bottle to do some breakfast, and you were in the other corner playing, sit down, um, and I moved just to put the fry pan on the grass, and that minute you crawl and get the handle of the uh, bottle. And it was, it was boiling water. No, no they washed the, the fry. It was oil. No, the flame. Oh, it was the flame. So it's the flame that actually from the burner yeah. that you burnt my face. Pour the bottle into your face. So, yeah. and so um, this was on camping. You're three, four, five hours out of Sydney. Um, I've still got a scar down the Correct. left hand side yeah. of my face. Um, I'm not, I'm not emotional because of that. Because for you, you had to go to hospital. We we went to Coast Harbor, and they sent you. They sent us to Tarry, and that doctor, he said, I got a special thing for this kid. The name was Ian, and they give us um, a cream, and they send us. The doctor coming live in in that time, and he called the the. Um, the hospital, the Tulera going to Sydney, and he will be looked after you. So, so there was a, a doctor called Doctor Common, um, who was a Spanish, Spanish doctor, yeah, um, and lived in Sydney. And so, what what you did was Doctor Common rang the hospital and said, "Let these guys come back, and I'll make sure they get looked after." But this doctor gave me what was probably silver colloidal cream, um, which is they put over yeah. the burns and. Um, so, because the scar that I've got left, okay, everything. Let me, let me explain you, that. Because you're ruining. What happens is that during the day while you were in Tari, was we were during the day you. we were there with you and we would take up care of you. But during the night they didn't allow us to be there. So you weren't allowed to stay. So with me. Yeah. we were not allowed to stay there. Consequently, you will go sleep onto this side, and all the dribble will left your scar that your, so moisture. Your, your moisture yeah, yeah. your moisture will not let you heal as well as the rest so and that's why you got that little so had had i had you like nowadays it's just unfathomable that you couldn't stay with your kids yeah. like during night time that's just that would be ridiculous nowadays yeah, yeah. Yeah. but back then they said you have to go, you have to go. so <laughs> you were essentially mum and dad turning me over side to side yeah, um, but they left me in say one spot that dribble mark ended up creating the moisture which meant the rest didn't heal the same um, but they tell me that it you, you've told me that when, it sort of peeled off that's yeah, yeah. like a like a like a was a, a mask, a, a mask. Yeah. All so everything came out. In one, in one, the, the whole, the whole brain fight, which was pretty severe. Yeah. Because it was was from from here all the way around there. Yeah. yeah. And it, the whole thing come in one yeah. piece. That was fantastic. So, um, you know, and then when I was seventeen, I got a dermabrasion to get rid because the scar was still sort of there. Yeah. Um, and that fixed that. We tried to, we tried to, um, the surgeon tried to cut the split and put it back together just so there was a thin thin sky but it split again and i'm okay with it it doesn't affect me what does affect me was we were christine and i were renovating a house 
um, and Macy. So Macy um, caught her arm in the kettle. Um, we think that's how it happened because it was the same thing. It's just, you know Christine turned her back for half a second, and Macy went and grabbed this thing and pulled it down. And I was home um, renovating the house, and I heard the scream, and I from Macy, and I I'd I I knew there was something wrong straight away. So I grabbed her quickly and we took her pants, her tracksuit pants off straight away and we put her in, I put her in the cold shower. We got her into the car, but I didn't take her shoe off or her sock off. Um, she's obviously crying. We got to the hospital and um, we called you. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was probably worse seeing my granddaughter than you. That's what hurts me watching, seeing your face. Yeah. Um, because I have the experience of, of you, but I, at then I was young and I was, I had more uh, strength to, to deal with things. But seeing my granddaughter like that was very, very severe for me. Very, very severe. That was, um, um, yeah. I remember. I think you, I think you said to me, "Mum, not again." And um, yeah, because it's the one thing you know. She got burnt from the hip down to a toe, and it's not too bad, and it doesn't affect her in any way. But you know, we get yeah. we get stuck with it. So from the from from Cold Harbor to Tari in the car, we never. I wasn't sure if you're dead or, or alive. Yeah. Um, and the, when we get to Tari, there was that accident. The uh, the petrol there was uh, some there was a shortage of petrol, and they put petrol in the in the boat and explore, and, and that was in the same, same hospital. So we have to wait a lot. For the doctor to come what might what might your injury was was that the the nurse in in Coast Harbor had no idea what she no. was doing and instead of putting something cold on you she put this cream and then this part which kept it warm which kept it kept it going and going and going because your injury was a lot worse because at the time obviously she did whatever she could. she thought was the right thing yeah. it's interesting because um since when it happened with Macy, what what the, the amount of people that can say, I know my brother or I did or my child has been burnt from spilling something in the kitchen. And soup, soup is the worst of it. Soup is because it's so thick, will actually continue to burn the skin, even yeah. if you get rid of it for days. Um, and so that's where the danger is. And I do remember going to the hospital and they were spraying cold water on her. So... You're now in Australia. Um, how did you? So you've become. You became. You weren't a plumber, and you decided to do a plumbing apprenticeship. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I have as because my background on the on the ships, especially. I have a, a very good knowledge of of uh, concept of plumbing, which incidentally, in Spain, plumbing at the time was very very little, very. Minimum, okay. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you didn't really qualify to be a plumber. I remember no, when I was there, no. um, when, we were tw when I was twelve, 
and the local plumber was walking down the street with a plastic bag and all his tools in it. Right. Yeah. And that, that was a plastic bag. At least he had a plastic bag. I didn't. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, look, uh, I... Your uncle, Valentin, my brother, my late brother, said to me, look, uh, show, show my skills at both Manuel and, and both angles. Yeah. So my skills, I say, look, uh, plumbing is, is the way to go in this country, you know. So um, next thing, the, one of the climbs in the CYC uh, had a, com a plumbing company. My brother told to him, this is my, you know, my brother was... Cottage plumbing. Cottage plumbing. plumbing. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, and, uh, and, and I took from there and this guy, Ron Cody, said to my brother, okay, I'll give him a try if it's worth anything, I'll, I'll keep, keep him, but... I'll let you know otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, um, and so there's a story to this because Cotty's plumbing, um, his wife, so that was Ron Cotty. No, Ron was his father, yeah. Neville Cotty was the son, and, so, Cody, and, Kay. and Kay Cotty was... So Neville Cotty married Kay, Kay Cotty, who yeah. was the first round the world solo female um, yachts woman. Unassisted. Unassisted, yep. Yeah. Um, and so I've got photos with you and when you're on the when yacht you're little. with Kay Cotty. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, and we've, we've met her since then, um, you know, really we're, well talked. Because there was something about, was there, what's the, the story with the tortillas, the Spanish omelettes and and a, sh a boat or Yeah, a, with event? the sister, Kay, Kay Cotty's sister had the barbecue. Harvey Kills, um, Harvey Cruises. Yeah, and they asked me if I, if I can cook. That was in the police, right down in the... Uh, Balmain? No, no, it oh, was in side. Sydney. Right. Circles, and circular, but yeah, near the police, yep. water police. And um, I went and do um, tortillas, Spanish omelets, and uh, it cooked for them. For a while. For a, for a while. Um, because you can cook. That's why it surprises me that you say that you couldn't get married because you couldn't cook. You gotta understand, as she, she got married at 17. Yeah. Uh, she had very limited time in the kitchen because she was the oldest of the family as well. She right. had to look after the kids. Yeah, yeah. Because mother and father will work. Uh, my, my mother was very sick and, right. and yeah she had uh, a lot of issues so Rosalie had a limited uh, mother's tuition at yeah. the time yeah right so, so that's why that's trap that is she, she can cook she, she, she can could cook, cook. Oh. Mm. yeah you just got better and better at it mm. yeah. um okay so you start plumbing um there's a story about Jose um uh, that said Herrera. Uh, uh, that said that you know you'll never become a plumber yeah well yes we, he, he looked at me and and um, don't don't get me wrong this this man turned out to be the the best uh very supportive man after that but uh he looked at me he says you you a plumber in this country oh you got your other, your other Spanish plumber in here, Miguel, he said that is, he's been here for 25 years and he hasn't been able to get the license and you, you, you know, I say, well, you know, 
I own it. Right. So he's basically saying to you, you're never going to become a plumber because it's going to be too hard for you to go through TAFE and get your license because yeah. English is your second language. That's correct. Um, and basically, how did you feel when he said that to you? Uh, obviously, he I, I owe him the license because it made me sort of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to prove him wrong. That's yep. correct. And, um, and really, look, it, it, it was so so simple but so difficult all right uh, basically i i got accreditation for for my tribe due to my uh, background in spain uh, certification and so forth so they so they so they did what they call nowadays recognized prior learning they came in and said show me your skills correct. and if you can weld if you can do correct. that correct. you don't have to do that part of the course correct. And, and wow and I remember my first, my very first um, exam in, in, in at, the, at the time was um, technical college. Um, my first exam, I could not, I could not do it. You couldn't read it because you could, couldn't read it. I couldn't read. I couldn't understand what the question was about. And again, I, I have the luck uh, in those days uh, subject to such a discrimination uh, uh, issues at the time because we were the walks in this country and um, unfortunately, Damn walks. <laughs> yeah, and um, and you know uh, everybody will will look at us in a different way. But I had the fortune of, of going with this, uh, coming across this particular teacher in TAFE uh, or in technical college, which um, which obviously knew that I have some sort of protection. So, potential, yeah. yeah. So therefore he said, well, look, um, I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, I'm going to try to explain to you what the question is about. If your answer is okay, I'm going to pass you on the condition that you have to enter a course, an, an intensive English course at night. Yeah. So. I did that. He he passed me, and I joined knife um, school, uh, English knife school. Prior to that, I was doing um, one day a week, and then a correspondence uh, course in, in English. But however, <coughs> it was only you know a year, year and a half. Uh, so therefore, uh, yeah, I had to. I had the situation of doing three days a week, three nights a week I was doing English, two days I was doing plumbing, and then I was standing by on the weekend for emergencies for the company. Right. Um, obviously I got the job because I was never, uh, I was never, um, you know, put off. You as a good worker. Um, on the contrary, I had an apprentice with me on the time to communicate because I couldn't speak English properly. Uh, so I had an apprentice with me all the time. And I think months later after joining TAFE, I, I got my license. So you, you, were you the first or one of the first to get your, as an immigrant, to get the plumbing license? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And yeah. you, that was at Randwick? Yes. And ironically, the same tape that I ended up the head teacher at. Um, and I did my trade there as well, so did my brother. Yeah. Um, so you do your license, 
you get 18 months later you get your license and um what did you say to jose Herrera? well i went back to him and i say uh here here's a piece of paper here's my paper you know and he looked at me he says uh tus cojones son más grandes que say más grandes que un camión so your balls are bigger than a bloody truck so your balls are bigger than a truck yeah which is a a pretty good compliment yeah pretty much everyone loves big balls and <laughs> and i have to i have to say this too that he uh, lend me the money to buy my first set of, set of tools. tools. Yeah. So that's a pretty big gesture back then, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we come from the same town or from the same, same state. province, yeah. Uh, uh, he was from Santander, I was from Torre Vega. And, and, you know, and, and our families were friends with each other. Anyway, so yeah, definitely I own I own a lot. And you paid him back? Well, I didn't have to because he then afterwards he did uh, he bought his house and I did all. So his you did plumbing work for free. I did. Yeah. yeah. I got something to say about this. Um, I don't know if I've spoken to you about this either. Um, so firstly, Jose just passed away only yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. Um my brother my brother and i day and i um you know obviously we used to work together in the business and he he was basically the guy who taught me plumbing you taught him um he taught me and you taught me as well but we were in jose's place jose Lita's place and um we went down the back to have a look at some plumbing behind downstairs behind the wall there and i looked at the plumbing and i said to i said to my brother who the hell did that and he goes your dad did that i said are you kidding I said, I can't believe it. It was so bad, Dad. It was really bad plumbing. But but what what it made me realise is that coming from the way that you were taught how to do plumbing to how you now do plumbing is an extreme. Like you are a perfect plumber. Mm. Um, and you're still, you know, you're 75, Jeez. 76 now. And you're still doing like multi-million dollar house, houses and doing the plumbing in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think to actually have to self-teach your pl- yourself how to do the work that you do, I think that's awesome. Like you know, yeah, well, I have no help from anybody. What what I learn in plumbing, I learn it from myself. I learn it from mistakes. I learn it by uh, working out why things didn't work. I working out. I I, I learn by putting things together and why why I, I wore a whole world league care and, yeah. and and followed all that and that, that's that's it and then I learned that three basic things in, in in plumbing was number one leave the place better than what you found and that meant clean yeah try to communicate and say the issues that you find and explain what what the problem was and how you fix it and three things the third thing was to be courteous or courteous courteous yeah courteous and 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 be polite and and let customers let you detect you what what the uh, what the problems are or or compliment you with the job you've done yeah so, so and clearly you know you've 
taught a number of plumbers. You've got your your eldest son, um, Julian, who was a apprentice of the year. Yeah. Um, I won awards all the way through plumbing as well. Um, I was a silver medalist in the Skill Olympics. So, right. you know, you obviously know how to pass that on and teach others. And now your grandson is also a plumber and owner of the business as well. Right. Um, so it's Julian Senior, Julian Junior and Pequeño. Junior Junior. Junior Junior. Um, small in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so it's still a thriving business and still and starting to employ a lot more again. Yeah, we got at the moment we got three apprentices and two two plumbers plus plus the three of you. Yeah. So let's talk about um, you rented Hillsdale, moved to remove moved to Bondi, saving some money by that time. Were you already a plumber by that by time? By that time, you yeah, I was yeah. I was on 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 that critical period where I was doing five days a week of type and uh, and standing by for the company right. and doing a bit of the restaurant as well still Otherwise, so, so working you know, a lot a lot a lot uh, you have to uh, those days but that uh, the, the thing about this country is they allow you to 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 do as much as you want and to be whoever you want to be yeah um so therefore yeah um i had to do that because i had a young family yeah i had to get the income i had to and we had to buy a, a, a house which because everyone in Australia wants to buy a house. Yes, correct. So, so you buy, um, can we go back, Josh, to the other shot, um, the front of the house? So you buy this house and it didn't look anything like this. No. No. Um, if you see the back side, the right the side of the, the back. The back is an extension. Yep. That, that was done by us. By and, me, anyway. And the garage as well. The garage. The garage. So basically garage. you're looking at the, the green roof part was really what you bought. Yeah. Um, and it was cinder block. It was like a, it's like Besser block, but it's black. Correct. Um, coal. And coal. Coal. Yeah. Was it? Coal. Yeah, it was coal. I didn't know it was coal. Yeah. Okay, so um, you do this place up. Um, well, your brother, when the first time we, we went to see, uh, he said, well, we bought that. And he said, it's okay, but a pink. It was, oh, it was pink, was it? Yeah, oh, so this is an improvement. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what year was that? Uh, that would have been 75, Five, I think. Yeah. So, so four years after getting here, you buy a house? Yeah. Mind you, yeah. that was, that was 29500 we paid for it. $29,500. Yeah. yeah. And what did you think about that? Uh, well... We thought, uh, I personally thought, I'm, I'm, I'm in the best country in the world. Yeah, right. Because you could you have done that in Spain? No way. My, by now, perhaps I would have buy my unit. You might have boy, been able to buy a unit at this stage of your yeah. life. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So you bought this place. How how did you deal with the banks back then? Um, pretty hard, pretty bad. Um, well, what was the deposit you had for it? Deposit I had, uh, we had, Why your uncle it? told us, open an account at the Commonwealth Bank for, for a house. Just, just, just to save for a house. At the time, I was, yeah, just to buy a house, all right? So at the time, you had to have $5,000 uh, before, uh, before you can withdraw that money, which the government will put 
I think it was at the time three thousand dollars on top of that. So it's sort of like a savings plan. Um, you put five thousand yeah. dollars in. Once you got the five thousand, the the Australian government would give you three thousand. Correct. To, so you had to, eight thousand purchase. Yeah. Yep. To, to, to the, for the deposit. First time that was grant. That was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Hi, but we yeah. um we we, the, the we couldn't. Uh, it was it was a period of time. You had to save every month the same amount for yep. for a period of time. I think it was three years. Mm -hmm. And we, we couldn't get the money. We couldn't get it because we didn't have the three year period of paying for three years on the time. Yeah. And because some months we didn't deposit as much and blah right. blah blah. So basically they denied the uh, the the grant from the government. Mm. So therefore we we stuck with you know three thousand dollars or thereabouts. Right. That's all we had. Uh, then we couldn't find finance. Uh, so thank God again, uh, another person he took pity on us and so as a jam family I think, him being uh, uh, an immigrant uh, solicitor as well. A solicitor in Morubra. Um, he. Because somebody referred us to him, uh, he was lending money to first home buyers at a high, very high interest. Right. We were talking about, you know, I eleven, eleven and a half percent. Eleven and a half percent. Yeah, in those we, days, we buy yeah, until yeah. uh, he, he he fell pity on us for whatever reason, and he arranged for an interview with the at the time. Uh, it was the building society yeah, yeah. rsl building society at right. the time yeah and um, through him he they granted us the the credit to buy the house that's it right so we had so you got in under three thousand dollars we purchased the house and then we rented for a year rented for a year because we're we were living in morubra in, in, in bondi yeah. yeah and um and then when we come back um Oh my God. Yeah, I wish I had photos of what it used to look it. like because I still remember the cinder block stuff. I remember doing, I remember doing the, well, I remember being not doing it, but I remember seeing the demolition of that area to create the kitchen and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, with your benefit of time now, would you do that again? With those tiles and those cupboards and no well, we, that was very spanish oriented as you can see you yeah know. yeah uh, and the door the remember the doors from... were burned yeah. oh yeah you, you, it was burnt well, charcoal finished door correct, yeah well that correct. fashion in that time <laughs> not anymore that's um, why we brought that's that was our culture at the time from yeah, spain yeah. yeah so we reproduce which incidentally you know everybody admired that because at the time because it was Nobody renovating in Australia. Like, you know? in Australia. So you're saying all the locals in the street were saying, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah it is amazing, yeah. That's because no internally, you know, yeah. externally it was a, a bit of a shock. But internally, they... they and know. like to put in the cupboard, the, 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 the bathroom yeah. and all that. Nobody do that in, the, in those days. We were... Uh, uh, all right, well, we've got to show it. We have to show it. Um, the other, the other thing that I had to I had to emphasize on this is that the community helped me as I did help the community. When you say the community, you're talking Spanish well, community? Well, I'm talking or? about the Spanish community, yep. uh, like uh, Jose Arias and, and, uh, and uh, right. the other one, Benigno, which 
the, the brickwork. And uh, so you'd do exactly the same. So they, it, would, it was barter, trading. Uh, pretty much. You'd so. go and do their plumbing, they'd come and do your brickwork, tiling, you know. Was yeah. there an electrician? Uh, Cut it off. It was, it wasn't, uh, yeah, Juan, of course. Juan, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was Juan, yeah. So um, this bathroom here was probably the last room in the house that I think got finished. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not in fashion here. I'm it's not in fashion, but back those, then, when wow. they, everybody wants one of those bathrooms. <laughs> I tell you that. Not a chance. And not they, a chance. and they, and they, when I, when we left, I was pity because of the window, the you, LED light window. Oh, the LED light window. You said, Mum, um, just before we started the podcast, that you'd never been happier than when you were in this house. Yep. Why? I don't know. Was it was it, it the was, house or was it the family? Because you know you were your your job. My own boss. Your job was to look after the family, make sure everything happened. And you know I always talk about um, you making sure that there was enough money every week. Um, what um, do you think? It's just that you were there, that you you had this family, and you know that everything worked, and you had some neighbours, and yeah, is that what it's about? Yeah, you don't really have like in the new house. There's it's not. You're really isolated. Yeah. Different type of house. Mm. I was, it was that. I was my own. I was uh, the pride what we did and we, you know, um, yeah. I'll buy it back for you. Mm? I'll buy it back for you. No, yeah. she, didn't want, she didn't want to keep it. She, I, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I wanted to keep it. I didn't want to. So it. you were in a position to keep it. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't want it? No. no, because... You didn't want the debt? She didn't want to have the debt. The debt, debt. yeah. That's, that's me. I can't... Yeah. I can't own money. You know, it's, it's two different worlds. So I, I, I buy anything on, on credit. Yeah. She will not buy anything no. unless she's no. got the dollar. And now, unless, look, yeah. look what, what we had. And money and everything. And still not happy. And I wasn't as happy in that place. Right. Yeah. Um, you did a couple of. Um, you attempted a couple of property developments. You've you've gone in and bought investment properties before. Firstly, I remember driving through Surrey Hills with you one day and saying, "Look at all these terraces, Dad." And I think I might have been twenty-five, maybe. Look at all these terraces, Dad. God, we should have bought these ten years ago. And you said you had a friend of yours that said that started buying terraces. In, was it in Paddington or no? It was in actually it was uh, in South Darling Street corner of uh, where the Captain Cook Hotel is. Um, there is terraces there along Darling Flanders Street. Flanders Street. Street. Along Flinders Street. So this guy bought one, two, three terrace houses there. How much? Um, I think you remember the saying first, five thousand or something. The first one, the first one, no, it was uh, the first one he bought was uh, eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the second yeah, one was a, a bit more, a bit yeah, more yeah. and the third one a bit more, and then he bought the. It was a corner shop around the corner, on on the same block behind. Yeah, he bought the corner shop with three units above and blah 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 so he ended up owning a whole pocket, a whole pocket. yeah but um but what 
he was, he was a, stingy. A miserable, he lived like a miserable person. Yeah, so he, he could so, he hated his he hated spending money. And is this the guy that checked for chickens? Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's the one. I talked about this on an event. So he would go to um, Paddy's Market. It is not a joke. He'd go to Paddy's Market to buy a chicken and he'd put a finger in the chicken's backside to see if there was an egg there so he could get a free egg straight up. <laughs> so, so they would lay eggs straight away. Yes. Straight away, yeah, yeah. He wanted to know that they'd laid eggs straight away so he didn't have to oh wait for them. Oh, my God. Uh, unreal. Okay, so um, you... Did do I do remember you buying some investment properties, but you didn't seem to keep many of them. Well, we no. couldn't. We couldn't. We, we, every time we went into a joint venture, um, um, everything went wrong. Like the first one, we bought a block of four units in in Tamarama. Oh, that was you a could not go wrong, right? Yep. Uh, you could not go wrong. We was four partners. Uh, Sorry, three partners, your brother and me, uh, a builder and a council inspector. The you council inspector is supposed to uh, move in there and, and um, manage, manage the job yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and coordinate and everything and trace and everything. And we used to, we just had to podcast the money and, and our different the builder will forecast his yeah. input and as plumbing and blah blah blah. So everything on paper was fantastic. We bought the property for eight hundred thousand dollars, which is uh, four units, basically looking yeah, sidewards, them, sidewards yeah, at Tamarama Beach. Two, two of them, the two top ones will look Tamarama Beach. Yep. We put in on a hat, and we drew. So to see the who, two bottom ones will have car parks at the front. Yep. The two top, top one had ones views. will have views. Yep. Anyway, one of each. So everything fine. We arranged the finance, everything. At the time, the interest was pretty high. Yep. But we managed to get interest about 11.5%. Um, then what happens is that we start building. The first week we start building, the council inspector get an angle grinder, cut through, his, cut, angle. cut through his foot, that was the, then we had to employ somebody to take care of, uh, over the building, of course, so the builder will put his stuff in there, the cost, at a charge, cost money, course. yep. Then the interest start to pile up, go up, going up to 22 and 22.5%, 22.5%, 22.5%, wow, for business, yeah. So we could not support, there was no way. Then this uh, builder guy had no money, had nothing. We had to finish up doing your brother and I and-, and Finishing the project. Finish putting whatever. The builder will, will put his stuff in there, but he will charge for it. So- So you end up selling, with, do you remember what you sold it for? We sold it for 800. <laughs> you sold it for 800? Well, 890,000. How much did you lose? We lost a lot, a lot, we, uh, a lot, uh, about a hundred thousand dollars each. And back in those days, that wasn't a small amount of money. Oh, it was mm. a lot of money. Um, 
The next project we got on was the, with uh, Juan Caridad in Botany. Uh, yeah, we got another property with the electrician. That, was that Juan. industrial? That was industrial zone. That was industrial zone. Yeah. Empire, and Empire, we Empire. could not go wrong. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Did we go wrong? <laughs> so what happened there? And then I think I finished up. Uh, we selling. finished up getting together. Giving so, well, to him. All right, we got to get rid of it. Right. Uh, so we put a production. We couldn't get anything. Um, out of it, so he finished up buying it, buying my part, and right. got out of there. Next project was uh, Henley. Henley Street, another one which we, you know, your brother and I was going to build uh, homes in there, build a house in there for each council fort. You everywhere, ah, uh, the, 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 oh, the council, and the architect, there was nearly a million dollars. What do you mean, not a million dollars? Close to what well, uh, in costs? The, the, the build, the, the design. The yeah, design. the build. Yeah, so he designed an arty farty place that uh, was going to cost yeah. too much to build. Um, so you uh, end up selling and on that. Our paper was was pretty good. Uh, it was you know it was going to work because we were going to finish with uh, a couple of units to good. rent and yeah, uh, it was on paper was pretty good like all the projects. But um, again, you know, never got over the line. No, because um, I have to sell. We had to sell our properties to 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 make it to work. finance. Yeah. yeah, and and then um, you know different issues and different anyway. So it's you've now got you basically got now got two decent properties. You've got a holiday house that um, is right next door to where Christine and I bought originally. You bought the yeah. block of land, we bought the house, mm -hmm. and you built yeah, on that. because we did have a block of land at the time, but that uh, was South at, Coast, uh, Narrawally. Yeah, that yeah. was at Narrawally, yeah. and that was four hours drive at the time. Too hard on the weekend, so your block comes, and that was, oh, your next door block was, was very sale. good, very good. Hour and a half out of Sydney. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, How much we paid for Barana? 135, I think you paid for that block of land. Um, I think you paid 135. We paid, no, 127. 127, we paid 230, 229. That's correct. Um, so it's the same guy, it's this guy who yeah. started Alcan Australia. Yeah. I have to point out that uh, at the time, my thinking was okay, this is, this is my superannuation yep. fund. Uh, and, 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 and it was our retirement, yeah. And we talked to each other and said, well, yeah, instead of risking the money with anyone around there, yeah. let's put it in, in property. So they put it in the property, yeah. bricks and mortar. Which is turning out to be the, the what it is today. Yeah. It probably so. is the, one of the best houses in the river. Yeah. 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 I don't know about the bathroom. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, those, <laughs> those nice bathrooms, bathrooms are, are, are nice bathrooms. more than once. Um, so, <laughs> you, so you've got the factory where you've built a four-bedroom, four or it's now six bedrooms. That was my mm -hmm. lucky break, I think, in, in real estate. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was uh, something that, you know, um, uh, I, uh, I really think that was... Did well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I mean, want to sorry, let's check this story because when you were building this house here, you had a building inspector, a young guy called Roger oh, Dowsett, wow. who was giving you a hard time. Wow, yes. Now, I tell this story and I hope it's true. Yeah. You had him pinned by the neck against the wall because he was giving you a hard time? Pretty, pretty much. I didn't finish up. <laughs> 
pain in the neck. But he, he, he threatened me and today, up to today, still hasn't approved that, that uh, extension at the back. It's not approved? No, no, it was not approved because he, he, did, he did not approve the, the footings. Uh, simply because, you know, I, I hadn't, I, the footings were not, uh, not consistent on, on this. In and width. And, and I had the concrete, you know, he, this is 11 o'clock in the morning, which is making the inspection, and I yeah. had the, the concrete at 12 o'clock in, in the afternoon, all right? And, and I said to him, okay, so what's, what's going to happen? The footing is not, is not the right size. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost me more in concrete. What is your bloody problem? You so know? it wasn't that it was undersized. It's just that it was wider in some areas. It's, it's, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't nice it looking. Wasn't put it that wasn't wide. uniform. Yeah. Right. It wasn't. It was to put a, to the a whole building in there. Anyway, so, you know, I, I, I say, look, uh, you get out of here or I'm going to bloody grab you and, and break your head. So, <laughs> no, no wonder um, Roger gave me a hard time when yeah, I was putting stuff I'm through. Sorry, but I'm sorry, I, I passed that on to you. But, but in saying that, he helped you in this place because when you bought it, it was rezoned out of residential. No, no, uh, he, he didn't help me. Oh, right. Someone else did. Well, the, the whole council did. Right. Uh, they had. Uh, he was a building inspector. He wasn't. It was head of planning by yeah, that stage. Well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't the yeah, head. Yeah, well, we bought the factory. I mean, <clears throat> we're not supposed to be. Living no, it was zoned. It was. Re it was the only property in the street that was zoned commercial. Yeah. Because of the planes flying over yeah, the top exactly. of it. Yeah, exactly. And so you put in plans with office space. Yes. Correct. And they said, "Come on, Julian, this looks a little bit different to office space." Because it was no, 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 no. It's, it's only at the time it wasn't zoned for residential. Yeah. So I did, I did submit the plans. Yeah. As 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 office, office for the business. Yeah. So I I I, I so uh, apply for a for a, uh, a plumbing depot underneath. Yeah. With a residence on top. With, with a caretaker with, residence. Uh, yeah, caretaker residence with obviously the general of. Uh, um, our bathroom was the general manager's office. Right. That <laughs> we had an on street on that, but it's okay. Um, uh, then the big lounge was the meeting room. The boardroom. Yeah, yeah, the boardroom. The, the, the other two rooms were one for the staff member, the other one yeah. for the other secretary, or whatever. But didn't didn't they change it back to residential? Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. During during that uh, during the uh, the process of of us admitting that. And because uh, originally we were going to, with all the meetings we had prior to that, or the architects did, uh, they did indicate that we wanted to put a residence in there. Uh, we received a letter from the council saying, now you, uh, the zoning has been um, changed. revised and changed, and now you can live there. Live, uh, uh, you can apply for residence. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. And that's how it came about. It's one of the unusual properties in, in Mascot that has got approval for commercial and residential, all in one. So yeah. they're two good properties. So we've got um, my brother, who's nine years older than me, Julian. And then we've got my sister, seven years younger, mm -hmm. um, Natalie. Um, how many grandchildren? 11. 11. 11 grandchildren. How many? And two great-great. Two great-grandchildren. Um, now, you, Natalie, my sister, lives with you in the factory at the moment. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. got five kids. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, fun? 
Yeah, they're really good kids. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're very good. And also, we got our own spice because due that we go to the Thursday lunchtime, we go to the river and we don't yeah. come back until Sunday. So Yeah, so you're take, still basically working full time, but Thursday afternoon, you take Friday off, you go down the river and yeah, you, work, would, you work solid at the river too. Uh, well, you gotta maintain it. Crabbing, maintaining, yeah. gardening, yeah, honey, boring, bees, kayaking, bees. kayaking. Yeah, the spring that you that you <laughs> that you create, I, it's hard to maintain. It is. With a, me. Yeah, well, nobody else does. No one else does it. You maintain. I mean, they all say, "Yeah, we go, we go." But, yeah, but they never go. Know, so it is. Um, I suppose the question is, you know, you're now. Um, at a position where you could retire if you want to, but you continue to work. Oh, um, I, I could have retired 10 years ago. I know. I mean, but, I, but you know, the, the one thing that I've always said to people is people always say that I work hard, but as soon as I work with you for two days, you destroy me. Like, you absolutely yeah. destroy me. Um, um, I, I, I'm getting a slower again. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you have done anything different? Um, no. No, I, I um, uh, unfortunately, um, the only thing that I regret is you not being in the business with me. However, I do understand that uh, I've been very selfish by, by thinking that way, due to the fact that I, you know, it's very rare to have a father with a son and a grandson in the same company um, when you know, uh, when it's so difficult and so uh, so uh, hard to, it's something to, to that achieve. Um, However, it, you know, as I say, it would be very selfish of me to uh, to, to stop you to, because to we stop know you doing what you're doing, which is you know, yeah. we, you know, we are I so never... proud of you. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. An easy decision. I mean, the decision for me to leave the business re really came to a point where you and I were just too similar, yeah. and you know, we we were just continuously butting heads, yeah. and um, and so I never really was in the business. I was always an employee, and I did leave because I said, well, I don't want to work as hard as you guys. <laughs> well, I said, well, you. Yeah, I mean, that is that's precisely what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's so rare to have a, a father and son relationship. Yeah, and, uh, like your brother and your your nephew, My nephew they his son, got yeah. such a good. They got a good relationship. Very good relationship, and I had it with your brother too. So you know, it's just it's just look. Um, I will not change a thing. No way. No way. I, I'll say. I, I will say that you know, if you, it's come up for me lately, I'm very disconnected to almost everyone, and that I don't know why, and I'm working on. Um, becoming more connected with people. I think the decision not to go into your business was, was really something, I don't think even if I did go into it that I'd still be there. Um, I think I just short, short circuited the system um, because of who I am and the personality you're I've got. You're more adventure, you're more, I can so say, more intelligent than oh, the, I don't the think the it's two. intelligence. I just, I don't like sitting still too much. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I applaud that, but on a way, Again, I, I that I have passed that into you because I had to go up with anything that it, 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 anything that it faced me, I had to go at it. 
whether I master it or not is a different story. But I have to admit that not most of the times I do master it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that is where where you come in. You know, that you you got this this uh, this uh, adventurous uh, uh, mind that uh, you know you you master everything, but then once you master it, you drop it. I look at your house. All right, you have mastered a masterpiece. <laughs> But yet, it's whatever I look, <laughs> something misses. So yeah? Something needs to be finished. Yeah. Um, and let me add, because you don't, you're not going to sell it in a hurry. No. You will never finish those things. No, that's anyway. right. I'll only finish to sell it. Um, so the one thing I do say lately, and I said it right at the beginning, is that um, there's a lot about you that I don't know. And I don't know why I haven't asked questions in the past. So I'm going to be asking more questions. I also know it's only up to recently that a, f well, a few years ago that um, I started to say I love you. Yeah. I've always yeah. loved you. <laughs> and, well, not the house. Not the house. I mean, and I, I haven't expressed it. That's the no, thing. That's, well, you know, uh, again, I got something to do with that. Because we, we, I'm the same. We all have part to play. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm I'm very fortunate as a, as I was growing up. I never lacked of anything. You always gave me what I wanted um, whenever I asked for it. And you made me do the things that I had to do. And um, I just want to say thank you. And then I love you both. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Like Catherine said, I, I come into Kath Catherine and I said, uh, my, my son Ian is like a thong in my heart. No, I said, it's so hard. It's th no, it's not a thong in your heart. It's a whole bush. <laughs> <laughs> A rose boots. And um, just remember, you can only write me out of the wheel once. All right. Yeah. Well, look. I, I just remember. Just, just remember that. Uh, you know, I, I, I will try very hard not to leave your will, so you don't have to fight. All right. <laughs> yeah. Don't make sure you leave a will. We don't want to have that fight. Yeah. Um, well, the ones, the one, the last one he did is no, is not valuable. It's not not valid anymore. No. No. Because. <laughs> All right. Have to um, start again. That's been a, a slightly longer podcast, but I think worth it. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for for coming in and speaking to everyone. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Um, thank you for having I us here. I still love that been... that bath. You still love that bathroom, e even yeah. if it was so hard to clean. <laughs> I had to clean it with kerosene. You imagine oh, that? Yeah, I can. I used to smell it. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. All right. Catch you next Thank time. you, Ian. I Thank love you. you. <laughs> so there you have it. Small talk, big ideas with my parents, Rosalia and Julian. Uh, they're great stories and the emotional moments we had in there. As always, with this podcast, subscribe and make sure you get to the next episode and follow us on all the social media channels and you can get more information at ianugarde.com.au. Thanks for tuning in to the Small Talk, Big Ideas podcast. We hope we've succeeded in our goal to inspire and challenge you. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Small Talk Big Ideas with Ian Ugarte.